Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it... Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the, the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. On the Jordan Harbinger show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Did I ask Dr. Jesse Friday? It's going to be such a great day today. Are you ready? Are you ready? 877-377-4373. The Jesse Kelly Show will somehow take our already criminally, criminally low standards and lower them. We're lowering the bar today, Chris. 
<laughs> Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can call still. You can email your questions. We have, well, somebody wants to know if we'd be better off with the mafia. Somebody wants to know which politician I would eliminate if I could. We have animal fights, women's flats. It's uh, it's going to be quite a day. It's going to be quite a day. But first, it's time for us to go back in history a little bit, as we do on this show. We are going to do World War I today. We're going to do the end of Austria-Hungary today. Now, I do have to set the whole thing up for the relatively new people or people a little bit rusty on World War I. I geek out on World War I. In my opinion, and this is purely an opinion, do not take this as a fact, kids. I think it is more consequential for how it changed the entire world than World War II. Horrible, horrible fighting. It shifted the economic center of the world from Britain to here. It really caused the rise of communism in Russia and everything that is meant. I just, I, I say it's the most consequential war in history. Be that as it may. Boom. War starts. And remember how the war began. Oh, even though this is not that story. The war began. Austria-Hungary. Serbia. There's a <clears throat> tension there, to put it mildly. A Serb assassinates the head of Austria-Hungary, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, and his wife. Boom. Austria-Hungary's furious. They tell Serbia, uh, basically, you need to bow your head and kiss our feet till the end of time. Serbia says, I can't do that. Russia, are you going to let them talk to us like that? Russia says, no, I won't. Russia or Austria-Hungary then looks to Germany and says, are you going to let Russia talk to us like that? They say, no, I won't. And boom, soon we have a world war on our hands. But we're not talking about that today. Remember, though, this is what we're talking about today. Russia during World War I. When Germany invaded France, right off the bat, remember they go swinging through Belgium, storming into France. Germany was well aware, well aware. It's called the Schlieffen Plan. You'll hear this endlessly if you, if you ever do any reading on World War I. The Schlieffen Plan was, let's basically put all of our troops into France, smash through France quickly, get France to surrender because we have to get France out of the war before the notoriously slow Russians join the war and sandwich us on the other side. It was the big concern. And, well, to their credit, Russia, keep in mind, Russia was run by the Tsar at this point, Tsar Nicholas II. They, they had had like a 300-year reign, their family, in Russia at this time. Russia, to their credit, mobilized troops a lot faster than Germany thought they were going to be able to. So Germany couldn't give quite as many troops to their French offensive as they wanted. A lot of people say that's where the war was lost for Germany. They had to send some guys to the east to take on the Russians. That was the beginning of the war. And so much of the war, I mean, World War I and World War II both share this. So much of the war was, we're almost through here. We've almost won here. We could win here, except somebody's hitting us over here, and I have to take some vital troops from this place and take them over to this place. And actually, it's exactly what happened in our story today. But we're, we're not going to focus on the beginning of the war. Just know, as the war went along, the basic theme was this. The Germans, probably the best army in the whole war. Uh, the German, uh, a lot of people argue the German army in World War I was the greatest army of all time. I mean, they were phenomenal. Chris is one of them. Uh, and look, it's not a dumb argument, surprisingly for Chris, but it's not a dumb argument. France fighting like lions in World War I. The whole 
French army or a bunch of weaklings thing. That came after World War II. The Fr- France's military history is pretty cool. Very cool. Britain acquitting itself very well. This is another story of the war. Well-trained troops, brave troops, of course, superior navy, which went a long way to choking off Germany. But there are other stories to the war. The Italians. The Italians, well, they're just not very good in World War I either. They're getting slapped around the entire time. The Italians are on the side of the Allies. They're on France, Britain, you know, later our side. They're, they're terrible. The Austria-Hungarians, you know, the ones who kind of started the whole thing? Embarrassing. I mean, embarrassingly bad. Embarrassingly bad. They did some good fighting in the Alps against the Italians, but for the most part, they got crushed. Germany famously said, I think it was... Uh, Eric Ludendorff, who said this, he's a German general, said, we're fettered to a corpse. They're constantly having to bail out the Austria-Hungarians and the Russians. The Russians were very brave, very willing, to their credit, just not very good. Their leadership was dreadful. Russia, you know how big Russia is. I mean, a lot of it can be explained by supply. If you just look at a map, we forget how huge Russia is. But they were trying offensives all the time, and they couldn't get enough supplies ever to their troops. Their troops never had enough artillery shells, ammo, medical supplies, food. They just could never supply their guys well. Their generals were terrible. It, it just... They were the end. They were at the end of their empire. Remember, the communist revolution happens short a, shortly after our story today, where the whole empire falls and the dirty commies take over. But Russia just kept trying and kept trying and kept losing. I, mean, I just talked to you about the beginning of the war when Germany had to send some troops to the east because Russia got there faster. We've done a story on that before. I'll do one again. But, yeah, they got there faster and got wiped out. Not one army, but two of them. We're talking 100,000-man armies, both of them, gone, annihilated. And this was not uncommon for Russia. They would send gigantic armies up against Germany and just get crushed. Just get crushed every time. Which brings us to really are part of the story here. We're, it's getting late in the war. And Austria tried to, to make their way into Russian Poland. They have some initial success because, I mean, like I said, the Russians weren't very good either. But then the, the Russians, you know, wake up as, as they do sometimes and slap the Austrians around. Germany once again... Is has to come in for help. They do come in for help, and they run the Russians out of Poland. Boom. Done. Now, the guy who got run out of Poland kind of got a bad rap. This happens with the broken system. We're going to talk about him, and should the mafia still be running things? Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. I need to take better care of myself. That is not exactly news to you. You listen to the show, you know I need to take better care of myself. I'm not a lazy slob. I work out semi-regularly. I try to eat a little better at least once or twice a week. Trying Trying to do these small steps. But I know I have to take care of my heart. I, I just have to. Otherwise, I'd never, I'd never eat well. I'd never work out. How could I not take the easiest step in the world to take care of my heart? Super Beats. Two Super Beats heart chews per day help me take care of my heart, help me take care of my blood pressure. I, I, I want to be there when I have grandkids one day. I'm going to be there. 
So I'm going to eat Super Beats. You can get them too. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That actually gets you two free 30-day supply. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Quash. Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, oak tree? What's up? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Okay, kids, Dad's going to teach you how to dance. First, spread your feet apart. Then, pump your knee, nod your head, shake your hips, and bite your lip ever so slightly. Now, with one hand in the air, point at people with the other hand. I call that the rock star. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now, make a face like it just smells something bad. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey. It's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. is doing what it's doing is people are sitting at home getting the checks from the government okay and this fair share is a concept it's just a way of attacking wealthy people and you know i think it's inappropriate we all got to work together and pull together (laughs) that's one of the billionaires from the hedge fund guys one of the billionaire hedge fund guys not happy about all that GameStop stuff (laughs) uh yes we haven't asked dr jesse question about that as well anyway 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at jessekellydc. I'm on Facebook, too. I will be kicked off all three very shortly. Now, remember, the Germans come in to help the Austrians in Poland trying to run the Russians out. They do run the Russians out. And there was a guy in charge of the Russian army. His name was Grand Duke Nicholas. He tactically retreated from Poland. He had to. He had no chance against the German army there. I can't stress this enough. No chance whatsoever. He saved 100,000 lives by the way he got them out of Russia. But systems. Systems, once they're broken, like ours is broken, systems don't know how to reward success. They don't know how to punish real failure. In fact, once a system gets broken enough, a system rewards failure and punishes success. Grand Duke Nicholas saved 100,000 men's lives. Grand Duke Nicholas was promptly fired for his trouble. Now, this brings us to the part of our story. Once you fire Grand Duke Nicholas, there aren't a ton of people to take charge. So the Tsar, Nicholas II, chooses to leave a very disgruntled capital, a disgruntled country, and go take command 
a complete disaster on two different fronts. One, the people of his country are rebelling all over the place. There are strikes. The strikes are being put down violently, which is creating more strikes. His leadership is needed back on the home front. One, two, he doesn't have any idea what he's doing taking command. I mean, he's not completely unaware of military matters, but he's no general of all these armies. Completely, completely unprepared for the role. Now, pause here for a moment. See, it's hard because you have to bounce around a little bit to understand why things are working the way they're working. Verdun. Remember Verdun. We've talked about Verdun before. If you missed it, we will do it again because it's such a huge battle. Verdun was this treasured historic place in France. Germany set up this humongous attack there, and their plan was simply to draw the French in and then murder as many of them as possible trying to break France and run France out of the war. If France gets out of the war, at that point in time, Germany probably wins World War One. Do just I want you to ponder on that as we tell the rest of our story, because our story is very much going to be linked to Verdun. Think what the world looks like if Germany wins World War One. There's no Hitler. There's no World War Two. There's the, the, it's crazy, right? It's crazy to think about this alternative history stuff. But Verdun kicks off. Now, this is between France and Germany. France starts telling its allies, because all the allies, Russia, France, Britain, they all had an agreement. Nobody can get out of the war. We are in the war together. We will get out of the war together. But, you know, agreements only last for so long. France starts telling Britain, you need to attack somewhere to get these Germans off of us or we're done. We're going to be out of this thing. And they start telling Russia the same thing. Russia, you have got to attack somewhere, anywhere. Get, pull some of these Germans out of here or we're going to be done. The Russians promptly do attack and surprise, surprise, get slaughtered again. Another 100,000 men. Now we're at the point in the war. Remember I just talked to you about all the turmoil back home in Russia? The fact that they had lost 5 million men by this point in the war was adding a lot to that. 5 million men. In the history of the United States of America, all of our battlefield deaths combined equals about 1.5 million. Russia had lost 5 million men in like two years. That kind of staggering loss of life in all your young men. I mean, that's who you build a society on with all due respect to everybody else. That It is. Ouch. I mean, what, the, the, the nation is dying. Now, that's going on. The Austrians choose to attack the Italians. The Allies ask Russia once again, please attack the Austrians. If you're not going to attack the Germans anymore right now, they're still killing us in Verdun. At least attack the Austrians so they don't finish off the Italians and then expose our underbelly. Russia, you know, it's run by the Tsar, but it had terrible leadership, and the generals would often unless they were given a direct order from the czar, would do their own thing. It wasn't one of these things, we're all in this together, guys. They hated each other sometimes. Now, they wouldn't refuse the czar if he told them, but he would have to tell them and tell them specifically. The Allies begged the Russians to attack the Austrians, and each and every single general in Russia says, no, absolutely not. We are tired of attacking people just to help you. Every time we do this, we get further away from our supply lines and we lose. We've never once in the war, and they really hadn't, they've never once been able to attack on their own terms. Each and every attack was to save France here, to save these guys there, to save these guys there. So all the generals say no, except for one. 
one man steps up. His name was Alexei Brusilov. I think it's Brusilov, and I'm sure I said his first name wrong, but I'm an American. Alexei Brusilov is a general. He steps up and says, oh, yeah, I think we should. I think we should go after these Austrians. The czar, Nicholas II, chooses to ignore every other general and agree with Brusilov, who says, yeah, we're going to go after these guys. And I give Brusilov a lot of credit because he did something you and I are going to have to start doing a lot more of now that we're in this situation in the country. He said the uncomfortable things. He said real truths that everybody else didn't want to say. And he knew. He knew he was going to be despised by everybody around him for saying these truths. You see, people will, especially in a broken system, people will just mutually agree on a lie. Uh, We're all just going to agree the sky is green, right? The sky's green? I say the sky's green. Sky's green here. The sky's green. The one guy who steps up and says the sky is blue, he's ostracized. He's tossed out. That's the truth. And you're going to have to get comfortable with that. And that's what Brusilov said. No, no, we have to attack. We absolutely have to attack. So the czar agrees with him, and the other generals hate Brusilov for this. They hate him for speaking the truth when they lied. They hate that the czar listened to him and didn't listen to them. Jealousy abounded. And this jealousy would eventually doom all of Russia. We will get to that in just a moment. And, wow, should you keep watching football? Hang on. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. For the first time, we have what I'm told is the first video, uh, exclusive video, out of this meeting today uh, between McCarthy and Trump. Uh, we'll watch it and react on the other side. I love you. You complete me. And I'm just... Has... Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. That is, uh, obviously, we have rolled the wrong clip, and we were we were sold a bill of goods here. I thought this was going to be of the uh, McCarthy and Trump meeting, and someone's going to be, of course, in big trouble. <laughs> oh, that was on MSNBC. And obviously some producers snuck in the Jerry Maguire clip when they thought they were rolling to to, uh, McCarthy and Trump. That's one, absolutely hilarious. Two, the producer is going to get fired because three, I don't know who the host was. Chris, who was the host? Dude, don't be such a stick in the mud, bro. That's hilarious. Why do people... It was Brian Williams? Of course, these people, these people, this is, I can't tell you how often I run into this on both sides of the aisle in, in radio. It's not as bad in radio, but definitely in TV, 
Because, you know, I have my TV show, too. It's on the first every night, 9 p.m. Eastern. People in TV take themselves so seriously. And I, I don't know what it is because I'm such an arrogant jerk. Like, this should be me, too. But they're sure what they're doing is very, very important. It's very important. I have... I am, I'm saving America. They, they take themselves so seriously. That's why you get all these uh, behind-the-scenes videos people shoot now. You, you've all seen them where, where they bust the TV, the TV guy screaming at his producers or something like that. Hey, idiots. Hey, they're, they're cussing people out. It, it's baffling to me. Who talks to other people this way and who... Who takes themselves that seriously? I, I do t- When I do TV, I don't have a teleprompter or a script or writers or anything. I just get on there and talk. And so, I mean, like radio, you, you listen. I'm going to mess up words. I'm, and I'm uneducated anyway. And when you talk that much, you're going to mess up words or a sentence or something's not going to come out, right? It's just the way it is. Um, it's okay to laugh at yourself, bro. It, it really is. But they take themselves so seriously. That is hilarious. Whoever that producer, play that again, Chris. That's hilarious. For the first time, we have what I'm told is the first video, uh, exclusive video out of this meeting today uh, between McCarthy and Trump. Uh, We'll watch it and react on the other side. I love you. You complete me. I'm not just had shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. That is um, <laughs> obviously we have rolled the wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. All right. All right. Sorry. We got to get back to our history story. I can't. I can't lose focus here. But that's 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 hilarious. All right. Now. Alexei Brusilov, he says he'll go fight. The Tsar Nicholas II says, absolutely, let's go fight. You go go take it to those Austrians. The other generals, because there's so much jealousy, they won't help. We're not used to that here in America. The other generals won't give him artillery. They won't give him supplies. And remember this. When it comes to artillery, because we talk a lot about that in, in all wars, but World War I was really the artillery war. Artillery can be a double-edged sword. You see, it's nice. It's important. They have it. You have to have it. It's, it's nice. But picture somebody dug in to an area, you know, trenches and such. You know, you, you can picture World War I in your mind. And you choose to blow them out of those positions with artillery. Okay, fine. But at some point, you have to run men up into there and occupy that area or you didn't take it. You didn't win. Well, artillery absolutely destroys everything, including the ground. You can artillery some area so badly that, yeah, you destroy a lot of the enemy But you've essentially created a hellscape for your men to try to run through. And those gigantic holes in the ground you've made, dirt churned up everywhere, um, they're not solid rock. They're soil. There's something called, what's that word? Rain. And there's a water table. The craters routinely fill with water. Do you know how many men in World War I died because they fell into a crater full of water and they drowned? Lots of them. And I mean, the stories of that are on every front. It was all over the place. So artillery can burn you. It can. Which is good because Brusilov didn't have very much of it. So he comes up with a new plan. And it was, well, it was genius. And it, it frankly changed the entire rest of the war. His plan was this. It let, hey, instead of amassing troops in one long line and just plodding across the ground like idiots, why don't we take smaller units, we train them with specialty training, we give them, you know, special equipment. 
and we have them focus on smaller, specific objectives. So we don't just line up our men and run into a general area trying to take it. We take these 20 guys, these 50 guys, you, go take that machine gun nest, go. It had not been done before. It sounds simple, but that's not how people did combat back then. Brusilov was really the guy who came up with it, and he does it against the Austrians, and it works like a charm. It not only works, it frankly works too well. He blows the Austrians off the line, tears through the line, and all of World War I was these guys, was these countries trying to break through enemy lines and pretty much never doing it. Or if you did, it was very, very temporary. Well, Brusilov is finally the man with his specialty units and his not enough artillery and everything else. He blows through the Austrians, and he's free and clear. And he does what any smart general would do. He keeps moving forward and keeps moving forward fast. Now, he's not a moron. Part of what will burn you in combat if you break through somebody's lines is if you move fast, but if you move too fast for your supplies to keep up with you. Remember, these are not little pins on a map, they're not robots. This army consists of men, men who need to eat, sleep, water, medical supplies, bullets. The logistics of war are everything. He blows through and immediately turns around as he gets through and tells the czar and tells the other generals, okay, I'm through. Uh, I know you're mad at me. I need stuff now. Send me stuff right now. But remember what the other generals were feeling about Brusilov being the general the czar listened to? The other generals said, no, actually, I like my stuff. I think I'll hang on to it. In the meantime, Brusilov is advancing and advancing, and he's expecting help to come. Oh, and the Austrians who lost, they made that phone call to Germany. Hey, the Russians blew through us. Come down here and help. How did this change World War I? Hang on a second. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen... Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to wrap this up here right about now because the Ask Dr. Jesse questions are awesome. And there are a ton of them. And it's, gosh, it's going to be a fun day. I love this show. Remember, Fridays, we have fun here. We have fun on Fridays. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You send in your questions. They don't have to be political. They can be. We obviously get a bunch of those, but that's that's fine too. But there's enough bad news throughout the week. We have fun here on Fridays. 
Back to our story as we wrap it up. Brusilov breaks through. He's tearing through them. The Germans are now coming to help. They're on the way. Brusilov is begging his other generals to give him help. They will not do it. The situation gets so so dire, the Tsar actually orders the other generals, yes, you will, start sending him help, but by then it's just, it's just too late. The Germans finally get there. The Germans set up a line, reinforce it. Those wonderful Russians who had broken through the Austrians had so much success, run out of stuff, run out of steam, And in the end, massacred. One million of them. Gone. Gone. This is known as the Brusilov Offensive. It went a long way to completely ending Russia's faith in the czar at all. I mean, remember, like I said, they had already lost five million. You throw another million on top of it, it was it was too much. But, but, in the end, it lost. In the end, it, I mean, frankly, it cost Russia everything. But those Germans that came to help, they came from somewhere. They came from Verdun. They came from Verdun at a time where France was a breath away from breaking and losing and getting out of the war. The Brusilov offensive that ended in disaster for Alexei Brusilov and his troops might have saved the world. Keep this in mind. I'm not telling you you're going to have to go fight in the trenches somewhere. But because of the odds we face right now in America, how broken and diseased and corrupted the system is, we are going to lose a lot of battles, a lot of them. That doesn't mean they're not worth fighting. You may not even see the positive results of the, of the battle you fought and lost in your lifetime. That doesn't mean they're not worth fighting. When I say things to you, and people have been emailing me more often about this, and I love it, but I s- tell you to run for local office, school board, city council, mayor, state house, state senate, governor, I don't care. I am not sitting here you're blowing sunshine up your you-know-what, telling you you're all going to win and it'll be fun and we're going to change it. I'm not telling you that. You're not. Lots of you are going to lose. And let me tell you something. I've run for office twice, U.S. Congress twice. You know that story already. That is not a great feeling when you finally get word on election night, you lost. We're not going to do it. And you have to step up. And you have to pull yourself together like a man or a woman. Keep your head high. Walk past all those people who volunteered for your campaign, who cheered for you. And stand in front of them and say, we lost. It hurts. It hurts. Not so much for you, but for them that they believe in you. And they were going for it. It hurts. That doesn't mean it's not necessary. It's very, very necessary. What can you do to save America? I don't know. I don't know that America can be saved. But I bet you your town can. I bet you your state can. There are things you can do that don't involve giving up. And there are things you can do oftentimes that don't involve winning. Sometimes it involves losing, and that's okay. It's okay. Go out there and make the enemy feel pain. There's value in that. It inspires other people. It lets the enemy know he's got a fight on his hands. 
You take these commies and you start taking the fight to them. Start challenging them in ways they've never been challenged. So many of these guys are sitting there in these comfortable seats and they think they'll be there forever. Let them know you've got your eyes on it. Let them know you're coming. There's value there. All right. It's time to have some fun. It's Ask Dr. Jesse time. Which unit would I choose to serve in in World War II? Yikes. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Gosh, this show is so much fun. Chris just gave me some information on uh, the download numbers. Because remember, every show is podcasted after the show. It's obviously a nationally syndicated show, but they put podcasts up on iHeart and Google and Spotify and iTunes. Remember, on iTunes, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review discussing how handsome I am. But apparently we're just shattering all our records on downloads now. (laughs) We're getting as many in a month as we used to get in a year. What's wrong with you people? Dr. Jesse, the date is June 1st, 1940. You were 18. You have the option of choosing any service and any MOS to fight in the war you know is coming. What would you choose? Would you choose a desk job, Marine grunt, fighter pilot, etc.? Cheers. Ooh, boy. Okay. Let's talk about that. Kelly show Newton group transfer they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them they're shocking these timeshare companies not all of them but so many they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up you can't give them up or they'll they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars one girl She got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, 
Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time.